many times over the course of the next several years. And then the day came when I got down on one knee and Anne said yes when I asked the question, will you marry me? And then she said she loved me again. And for some reason, it felt even more significant. And then on December 10th, 1983, that was our wedding day. Yeah, thank you. She, uh, she and I exchanged vows, pledging that we were going to love each other until the, this life ended. And it was in that moment I experienced love at an even deeper level than ever before. And since then, we've had many amazing moments, and we've weathered a few storms of life along the way. But one thing that has remained constant is our love for one another. Life is at its best when we're loved. So I want you to know something, that when Jesus was born in a stable in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago, we know about the shepherds and the angels and eventually the wise men. But I want you to understand something. The reason for all of that was because God loves you. Even 2,000 years later, the reason for that was you. God's love is perfect. In fact, the Bible talks about God's love a lot, and the Greek word that's used most to describe it is the Greek word agape. Now, agape me is a, is a Greco-Christian term that means unconditional love or the highest form of love. Agape means that no matter what happens, you can count on me to love you. Paul describes this love, agape love, as God loves us. He describes it in 1 Corinthians 13, often called the love chapter. Listen to what he says here as he describes this love. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not del delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. I hope that you experience God's love like that. I hope you recognize that you're the focus of that and that through this life, you are, the, you are receiving that from God because God loves you. And a love like that can change your life. This 1 Corinthians 13 picture is a perfect description of the love that God has for humanity. It's the perfect picture of the love that God has for you and me. You know, 1 Corinthians 13 is often read at weddings. In fact, it may have been read at your wedding. But the truth of the matter is, is that we as humans, we can't love perfectly like God does because of the fact that we're not perfect. Spoiler alert, none of us are perfect. But it does make sense that people will strive to have their love for one another, reflect the qualities of God's love. So remember this. This is how God loves you, unconditionally, with the highest form of love. God's love is perfect. Also, God's love is personal. God decided in advance that he was going to adopt us into his family by bringing us to himself through his son, Jesus Christ. 
This is what he wanted to do. This was his plan. He designed this. We mess things up, but he, he figured out he would fix it. And he gave him great pleasure to do this. We read what Paul writes in the first part of Ephesians, the first chapter, verse 1. This is what he says. Because of his love, he had already decided to adopt us through Jesus Christ. He freely chose to do this. Marsha Fuller Williams was born with a genetic bone disorder called osteogenesis imperfecta, or in layman's terms, brittle, brittle bone disease. It was characterized by fragile bones that break easily. And Marsha, this disorder affected her her entire life. She broke over 100 bones over the course of her life. And jokingly one day, she said her husband hugged her just a little too tightly and broke a rib one day. She thought that was funny. I met Marsha in the 1980s. She was singing from a wheelchair. This is a picture of Marsha right here. Marsha was short. She was really short. But the truth of the matter is, she was a remarkable person. She was short. Her bones would break easily. She had all kinds of challenges with her breathing and respiratory problems. But you didn't notice that as much. Her disability seemed to kind of fade into the background. Marsha could sing, too. I mean, she had this remarkable voice. Out of this tiny body came this huge, incredible voice. And she was always singing about the Lord. In fact, by the time she was 13, she'd already recorded two albums. And she was a regular, some of you will remember, on the Cardinal Hill Hospital Easter Telethon every year. It may be hard to believe, but it's true. Marsha was actually adopted as a baby. Her parents, it didn't take them long to figure out that something was wrong with their new baby. And so after several doctor visits, they learned about Marsha's condition. Because of the seriousness of Marsha's health and facing future uh, dealing with all kinds of, you know, all the problems that went along with her illness, significant uh, medical bills, constant doctor visits, Marsha's parents were told they could actually return Marsha. But that never crossed their minds because they loved this little girl. Didn't matter what her conditions were, they loved her. And they saw this baby and they were more convinced, even though she had all these health challenges, they were more convinced than ever that she needed them now more than ever. That's a picture in my mind of tremendous love unconditional, self-sacrificial love. And the result was that Marcia would soar throughout her life on this earth, surpassing what all the experts had said her life would consist of. You see, most kids who are born with osteogenesis imperfecta only lived to be about two years of age, but Marcia lived into her 40s. She got married, she raised a daughter, and she continued to minister through music. The love of her parents, Stanley and Pauline, they set Marsha on a course where the sky was the limit. See, you can conceive a child by accident, but you cannot adopt a child by accident. 
When you adopt a child, you choose to love them and cherish them and to care for them for that child's life. And when God adopted you, it's not an accident. You see, he chose you to love you and to cherish you and to care for you forever. He does it because he loves you. And he wants to have a relationship with you. God loves his children, just like a proud father does. If you put your faith in Jesus, then you are one of God's children. And he delights in you. So never forget how the God of the universe loves you personally and chose you to be his child. God's love is perfect, and God's love is personal. And finally, God's love paid the price. This is ultimately why Jesus came to earth, to pay a price. He came to save us because he loves us. And he didn't want us to face the alternative. He wanted to give us an opportunity. And I wonder, how far would you go for love? How much would you be willing to do because of love? What would you be willing to give for someone else who you love? In past centuries, it was a common practice for a bride or a groom, depending on the culture that they lived in, to pay a dowry in order to marry the love of his or her life. A dowry was the money or goods or property that was given in order to marry their future husband or wife. They would give this gift to the family of their future spouse. Now, dowries, though they're outdated in most parts of the world, I don't know anyone here who's paid a dowry in order to be married. But there are parts of the world where they still exist, certain cultures. And the modern forms of a dowry exist, they consist of things like uh, engagement rings, jewelry, money, even stocks are traded in a dowry. And you know what's surprising? That there are still places in the world where goats and cattle and camels are part of the dowry. To most people, the dowry is an outdated tradition because it puts a price on love. But Jesus said that love actually does have a price. In fact, he describes the highest price love pays in John 15, verse 13. He says this, the greatest love you can show is to give your life for your friends. Which is exactly what Jesus did for us. You see, man had a problem. It was sin. All of us. All of humanity had this problem. In fact, Romans 3.23 says, all, and that's a good translation of that word from the Greek to the English, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We were created by God to have a relationship with him, but because we rebelled, we chose to go our own way instead of following the directions that he had given, our relationship, therefore, was broken with God. Thus, the result was our sin separates us from God. And that's the fundamental problem that faced humanity. Thus, the result. Romans 6.23. The wages of sin is death. Now, death in itself is bad enough, but think about it this way. Death is a spiritual separation from God. Because God is holy and people are sinful, mankind is separated from God. God can't have fellowship with sin because of his holiness. 
And we continually try to reach God through our own efforts. We, we believe that maybe if we're just good enough, we can, we can make our way there. So we do things like trying to live a good life and being kind to others and being generous. But the problem always inevitably comes back to this failure of ours because of sin. So God gave us the remedy. Jesus died to pay the price for our sins. You may have had someone in the car ahead of you in the drive-thru buy your coffee at some point. Or maybe someone anonymously picked up the check for you at lunch and you didn't know who it was. But you're, can you imagine someone who you just met paying off your debt? That's what happened to LaTanya Young. She was, she was Kevin Esch's Uber driver in Atlanta one day. And they got to talking about how LaTanya, a single mom, had to drop out of Georgia State because of a college debt she couldn't afford to pay. And she couldn't re-register until she had paid off that debt. She said she had saved money and she would get close and then all of a sudden one of her kids would need something. And she said, I just have to take that money to take care of my children. That's when Kevin Esch left her a $150 tip. Nice guy. And then called her school and paid the $700 debt that she had. He did it so she could re-register for classes. And you know, it was a year later that LaTanya earned her associate degree in criminal justice. She said she hopes one day she can actually attend law school. How cool is that? A stranger shows up and pays someone else's debt. And that changes that person's life. Well, that's... As remarkable as that is, that is exactly what Jesus did for us. Paul says this in Romans 5, verse 8. Great verse. God demonstrates his own love for, toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God made a way for man to repair his relationship with God by sending Jesus to pay the penalty for our sins. The birth of Jesus was the start of God's plan of salvation. And the motivation behind that plan was the love that God has for you and me. Well, let me close with this. Earlier this year, my daughter Bailey gave birth to a baby. Her name is Nora, and she is one of the honored guests here tonight. When that baby was born, Ann and I became grandparents. Yay. It truly does make parenting all worthwhile. So hang in there if you're parenting teenagers right now. It'll be worth it one day. Truthfully, holding Nora for the first time was extremely momentous for me. In that instant, I began to realize how amazing my life was going to be with this precious baby girl now a part of my life. That is so true. But the truth is, something even greater happened when Jesus was born. He became the amazing gift to an entire world. In fact, to all of humanity. When Jesus was born, God's message to us was, I love you. And whether the world realized it at that time, God had taken a significant step to setting us free. Paul summarizes this significance the significance of God's love for us when he showed us his love through Jesus. In 2 Corinthians 9, 15, 
Thank God, he said, for his son. A gift too wonderful for words. Think about what Paul is saying here. He's saying, you can't explain it. This is so awesome. You cannot explain it. But we can experience it. And it's amazing. God, thank you for sending Jesus. You see, Jesus left the glories of heaven and the unbroken relationship with his Father to enter into our broken world. He became poor, and he faced the challenges that you and I face every single day so that through his sacrificial life and eventually his sacrificial death, that he might restore us back to our Heavenly Father so that we would have the opportunity to enjoy the riches of his glory for all eternity. You see, God's love values us immensely. God's love rescues us from eternal condemnation. Oh, the amazing, awesome love of God was unconditional, and it was meant for you and for me. Never forget that. Remember, if you only remember one thing tonight, remember God loves you. As I light this candle, something we do every Christmas Eve, I'm reminded of how light is so often talked about in Scripture. Light is a metaphor throughout the Bible, and it represents the Spirit of God and the message of God in an individual's life. You know, one of the key properties of light is that it always drives out darkness. Darkness tries to hide things, but light always exposes them. Light also reveals the path that we're on in this journey of life. Jesus coming into the world brought great light. And that light still shines today in the lives of those who have put their faith in Jesus. Isaiah 9-2 says, The people who walk in darkness will see a bright light. The light will shine on those who live in the land of death's shadow. So as I light the candle of our staff, and they in turn pass these lights on to you, turn, pass it on to those around you. It'll be a a great example of how this world could change if we just continued to pass on the life-changing message of how much God loves this world. You and I know that. But what would happen if we continued to pass on the light of God's message that Jesus doesn't just love you and me, but he loves them too. Jesus came to be a light, an example for us that he loves us. Let's pass it on.